Handle on the News. Handle on the News! Handle is more than enough. He needs it to be gone. Get rid of him. And now, here's Bill Handel. Fourth, uh, and as usual, so much going on. What ends up happening on the show? Uh, I don't know if people know that. It's a question of winnowing down, and it's difficult. I once interviewed George Carlin. Actually, George Carlin was a huge fan of this show. Uh, He would call in on a regular basis. Uh, He would call my house. We exchanged uh, phone numbers. You guys were buddies? I don't know buddies. I mean, it's not like we hung out, but uh, uh, he would call me and I'd call him, and he would comment on the show. Anyway, uh, it was, what I asked him he would do is one-hour HBO specials. And he, he did a lot of them. And his stand-up, he, he changed his stand-up on a regular basis, probably more so than any other comedian. Because usually comedians have a, uh, you know, they have their set stand-up. Yeah. Uh, and I asked him, I said, uh, you know, how do you come up with stuff that you can change so much? He goes, are you kidding The hardest part of my job is winnowing down what I'm not going to say. And he would, uh, every day, he had paper and he would grab ideas. He'd be in a restaurant and he'd take a napkin and write down and he had stacks of ideas. Fascinating guy. Anyway, so much to talk about. That actually worked, that segue. Okay, Uh, fair enough. A uh, quick hello to Jennifer Jones-Lee. I handle. Good morning, and there's uh, Wayne Resnick. Good morning. And uh, Alex. Good morning, and uh, Engineer Bill over there. No, I'm Engineer Bill, old-time cartoon guy here, and uh, you grow up with it. Kids know who I'm talking about, Engineer Bill. It was just a real stupid kid show. Uh, Engineer John Ramirez. Right, I like that. Engineer. So you're calling him an engineer. Not really. Because off the air, right before the show started, when Jennifer called him the engineer, you said, he's not an engineer. That's correct. I like to call them engineers. Of course you do. Nothing wrong with being with saying board up. I just like engineer. Yeah, they're the sounds- one engineering the show. Oh, fantastic! Okay, let's Handle. let's no no. It's, here's the deal. Whenever I can make fun of Ramirez, I can I make fun of him. He is so open to it. I mean, there's, and me. There's so much to it. Yeah, it's true. So is everybody else. You guys ready to do it? Okay. Do it. Uh, lead story. And our big story, too, before we get to this, because this is big, but you were talking about whittling down, and this is where I want to slip this in. So we're going to be following this all day, and I don't have a ton of details on what happened, but North Korea says it has demolished its nuclear test site, and they had foreign journalists there, but that's it. They had no investigators from any other governments there. Any American journalists? Either one, yes. And I think he was, uh, uh, oh, I can't remember where he was from, but in, yes. Info, it was Alex in, Jones. Yes, InfoWars. <laughs> oh, was, great minds we think both, alike. That's right. We were both so, on the same page. Uh, it's a, uh, I'll look it up. Uh, Tracy, something Tracy. I can't think of his first name now. Anyway. Yeah, from from Leather Lads Quarterly. No, I think he's like maybe <sighs> CBS. I'm not sure. But anyway, what they did was they claim they set off explosions at three tunnels and observation towers. Now, who knows how much of those explosions actually go toward? Yeah, we don't know. You know, it's, America's gonna, demand of denuclearization. Yeah, we're going to find out because there's so much controversy there. As in, uh, it couldn't even be used anymore because the mountain that was being used it, is about to collapse, and 
Uh, and so he really gave nothing up, and it was right. just all show. That's one side of it. So, Will, as this story breaks uh, open throughout the morning, I'm sure you'll be reporting We might have it. to wait three months, though, to get any information. Because the American journalist is from a quarterly magazine. Oh, that's right. That's true. Okay, here we go, guys. We'll do this again, and thank you for that. So, second lead story. See? 30 suspected gang members uh, and associates were arrested yesterday in a major sweep that targeted the Mexican mafia and its control of drug smuggling, narcotics sales, or extortion of prisoners inside the L.A. County jail system. They control the system. And we, we knew that. I mean, there's no surprise there. Now there was just an investigation and a bunch have uh, been indicted. Uh, and uh, what do you have? They were arrested, not indicted yet. And uh, it was both uh, some in jail, some out of jail, but it had to do with what was going on. No, in no, the they are. They are indicted. What happened? Oh, here, what happened indicted. here is first the indictment came down, and then they uh, then were able to go them. out and get a lot of them. Got it. But right, they think guys. they got the current leader, so they haven't named who it is. But they think they got the big guy. Well, it looks like the national anthem debate is kind of put to bed by the NFL. I don't know. Now people are all up in arms about this. So the NFL said, okay, how about this? How about you can stay in the locker room? We're not going to require you as a player to go out on the field during the national anthem. But if you do go out on the field during the national anthem, you got to stand. Otherwise, you'll be fined. Yeah, I, I'm going to do more about this on seven, at 7 o'clock. There is a world to this topic mm-hmm. and the decision. I mean a world with 10 layers on it. And uh, whether I can even do it in two segments, I don't know. But uh, it's not only the politics of it, President Trump, what he said, uh, very controversial. Wow, what a shocker. What the president said is controversial. And uh, First Amendment and players and what uh, the penalties are and who's being penalized and uh, just all of it. Uh, Is it going to go to court? Uh, Just it's fascinating. So I'll be doing more of that at seven o'clock. Federal judge has ruled that President Trump cannot block you on Twitter. I will tweet. Judge Naomi Buchwald said it is a violation of your First Amendment rights for the president to block you from his Twitter account. Uh, only parts of it. Well, the, see, there's, the, it's, it's, it's weird. Li- it's I don't limited. know how you separate. She's saying the interactive space where you may directly engage with the yes. content. But I don't understand how you separate that out, because when you tweet, Bill, people see the tweet and they can retweet it. They can like it. They can reply. So you can't separate seeing your tweet from the ability to interact with it. Uh, Well, there he's blocked people from retweeting or he's blocked people from interacting. Right. Right. I mean, they can see it. They just can't interact. But the judge uh, is that how it, I thought if I you blocked so. somebody, they I don't can't know. see your tweets. Uh, and what uh, it's it depends on the blocking who the uh, who the president can block and for what reasons. You're going to talk about very, this later, I am going right? to talk about can, it. But and, and I want to ask you if you remember or I'll remind you, could you talk a little bit about the fact that she said, I'm making this ruling. I'm not granting relief. It's only a declaratory judgment. So my question is, how is that not relief? Well, it, it, is she saying it's a violation of the First Amendment to block the people, but I'm not ordering you to unblock them? I don't know. Wouldn't ordering him to unblock them be right. the relief? Uh, and and a declaratory, uh, declaratory judgment, that is a judgment. 
and it says in the the big picture you can't. I mean, it's uh, it's a weird rule. You know, Maybe I'm not bit, saying she's wrong or right. I know, I'm it saying it's a, an odd, and it is, and maybe a little bit too wonky. Could it just be a ruling going forward though? Like, oh, it is you know ruling I mean? going forward. So uh, she doesn't have so to doesn't consider have to, what happened. In he the doesn't past. have to unblock the people he's already blocked. Also, I, don't know. I know, and then I'll shut up. But. She said you can't block them for their political views. Right. What if somebody tweets like, you suck? Is that a political statement? That's a good what point. What if somebody tweets, your hair looks like Cheetos? Is that a political statement, the, or can you block that person? This is an example of a, either a statute or a court case, a decision by a court uh, by a judge, that it's the permutations are so great, and it's so vague that it, it, your questions, I mean, it just is... There's so much to it, and, and I want you to join me uh, coming up at uh, 7.30 on this. And uh, we're going to come back, do more handle on the news, and your chance to win $1,000. Okay, KFI handle here on a Thursday morning. Before we get to more news, uh, here's your chance to win some money. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and messaging rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. The winner's notified with a phone call, which you must answer like Lupe in Victorville did. Your next chance to win $1,000 coming up next hour. All right, uh, we go back. Uh, The big stories that we are covering today, uh, North Korea nuclear site has been demolished. Uh, The NFL kneeling decision, NFL's come down on the kneeling decision. I'll talk more about that at 7 o'clock. And all the bumpers today, all the bumper music is from the year or years, in this case, that John and Alex graduated high school, 2010 and 2011. Tomorrow, it is me. And... My commencement speech tomorrow. What time again? Uh, what are we doing? 7.30. Okay. Commencement speech. All right. Back we go. More handle on the news. Jennifer Jones-Lee, Wayne Resnick, and me. It's back. My name is Jared Kushner. Kushner got his security clearance restored. All of my actions were proper. Remember he had it stripped? Oh, yeah. It was just... In uh, February. Yep. Uh, and uh, he has also sat now twice... Uh, with uh, interviews uh, uh, regarding uh, his uh, involvement with the Russians. Mm -hmm. And uh, according to uh, the Kushner team, that's it. Uh, They're all finished uh, with the inquiries, and uh, Kushner is basically off the hook. Well, he had a temporary clearance, and they just claimed that it was taking a really long time for it to go through and And that sort of thing. And they brought it back. And I'm I'm surprised the president didn't override everything. Uh, because the president has the right to clear anybody, I think. But it, I think that because the reason that Kushner's uh, clearance was taken away, his interim clearance, is not because of anything he did, because of that Rob Porter guy right. who was working there for so long and was supposedly beating yeah. his wife and doing all these terrible things. They pulled back all the interim clearances. It's just that Jared, you know, the they were, press right. focused Those, on him a lot. That right. they, that's true. Interim clearances. But it took a very long time. Yeah. Even to this day, uh, the people that finally got clearances, it took months and months. Oh, and yeah. it shouldn't. It shouldn't. Uh, got a baby who's teething. The FDA says don't use any of those over-the-counter teething medicines. My only tooth. My lonely tooth. These are any products that have benzocaine uh, because apparently there is some danger of a condition where the, the oxygen level in the blood 
drops Weird. to a very low level. So the point is, you know, it might, it probably wouldn't happen, but why take that risk? And also the benzocaine part, uh, which is local and uh, the anesthetic, uh, wears wears off in just a matter of hours or days. I mean, it's not going to stay there forever, which is why when my kids were little ones, yeah, we used rocks to teeth them. How did that work out? Very well. <laughs> now, yeah. the teeth were a little worn away, but none of this benzocaine crap. Could you have just used a teething ring? Oh, my goodness. No, those cost money. That's true. Rocks are free. You are frugal. That is true. <laughs> All right. Pamela's crying again. Marjorie, go out to the garden and get a rock. Get a rock. <laughs> like Charlie Brown, I got a rock. All right, an eight-year-old is not going to be charged after he took a gun to school. Got a gun. Uh, Actually, I think it's the, the father. Yeah, the father. I'm sorry, the father. And well, also the eight-year-old after. is not going to be charged. <laughs> yeah, right. but. but yeah, so the little kid took uh, his, he took his eight-year, or he's eight years old. He took his gun to school in Pacoima last night. Gun not loaded. Um, and now the the dad, who's 33 years old, did have the handgun in an right. unlocked case. No, wait a minute. I'm very confused. Okay, here's... The man, the kid is the man's cousin. cousin. Who happened to Not be... Not Yeah, it's because people have I'm kids in different ages. Yes, you are. But that's okay. Uh, <laughs> let me Let me... That's okay. Let, let me straighten this out, news lady. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> and uh, that is he... I think he would have been guilty because the kid uh, went up to the cabinet... And took the gun from an unlocked gun case. Right there, boom, uh, you see liability. However, the gun was inoperable. It had been locked. There was no way there was a trigger lock. There was no way that gun could have been fired. So effectively, it became just a piece of metal in the shape of a gun. And couldn't he, too, because this gun case was like seven or eight feet high, couldn't they say that he kept it out of reach of the child? You could, but kids have a way of crawling up. Obviously, he did. uh, He uh, was able. He could have been charged. at that point, it's negligence. But the fact is, it was so inoperable, it could never have been shot in that in uh, uh, under those circumstances. So I can see uh, where uh, he got off. Yeah, I can see that. Making sure uh, now he'll be locking uh, the gun case. I'm sure he had a nice long conversation with the police. Okay, let's take a break and uh, let's go over to. All right, here we go. KFI handle here on a Thursday, May 21. Uh, Oh, we've already given away $1,000. Oh, here we go. Uh, uh, We'll be doing this every five minutes. Yeah, please donate to help the American Red Cross Initiative to Get Prepared California. $400 donation. You and a guest can enjoy cocktails and appetizers with all of us. KFI hosts and crew, actually, it's going to be, we're going to have more fun talking to you than you are going to have talking to us. Unlimited sky slide rides during an exclusive evening at the uh, OUE Sky Space in downtown L.A. You have to be 21. 100% of the proceeds benefit the American Red Cross Get Prepared California campaign earthquake. I want to figure out how uh, I can, we have an earthquake happen in the middle of uh, this promotion. That would be entertaining. Limited tickets. For details, log on to KFIAM640.com, and the keyword is Mixer. And at 9.30 today, uh, you and Rod Pyle with cool Skyspace news. That's very good. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Okay, uh, let's do it. Uh, Jennifer Jones-Lee, Wayne Resnick, and me. Uh, this is a rough story. A lawsuit's been filed against the Moreno Valley Unified School District. 
A third grader is accused of sexually assaulting a classmate with special needs. That is the allegation multiple times, allegedly, including when the teacher was in the classroom. Here's the problem with this lawsuit. Uh, It's one of those where the allegations are kind of outrageous. Well, they are. They're outrageous. And all of a sudden you go, really? Uh, One of them, it had happened while the teacher was there. Uh, The uh, victim spoke uh, to her mother, uh, telling her to help me have this girl. It's a girl, by the way, to a girl, uh, just explaining what happened. So uh, the plaintiff uh, calls the girl's mother the next day. The mom said, I'll take care of it. Uh, She then alerts the homeroom teacher who didn't take care of it. The principal and the school psychologist said they would report it to the police. They didn't report it to the police. And instead, the lawsuit said the principal made the victim, elementary school student, sign a statement to avoid liability. I mean, come on. Is that believable? I I have a hard time believing this. It's uh, it's one of those where the allegation is so insane. I mean, you hope not. Uh, uh, come on. How does that, first of all, a, a principal saying to a, a nine-year-old sign the statement avoiding liability? Just doesn't make sense. Makes no sense. Okay. Well, the Federal Transportation Board says it wants seat belts on all new large school buses. We're driving in the car. Yeah, in aftermath of that uh, horrible accident that uh, ran the, the bus ran into the dump truck, dump truck and it was Jersey. taken off the chassis. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's I, I'm wondering why the uh, NTSB doesn't uh, mandate and you would think- to existing buses. It's not that big a deal to put seatbelts in every single seat on a school bus. Because that's required in California, I think. And I believe that we had to go in and renovate our school buses already. And I didn't I, hear anybody complain yeah, too much know. about it. There's I, a tremendous... I mean, this is, doesn't explain why the, the Transportation Safety Board can't mandate it. But many states have tried to pass mandatory seatbelts in the bus. Tremendous resistance what because, the, of the co- because of the cost. It's going to cost us $20 million to put seatbelts on all these buses. We don't want it. I mean, you'd think when you're talking about the safety of children in a school bus that you wouldn't want to quibble about the cost. Crazy. A lot of states have been. Even if you want to quibble about the cost, let's think about the cost of when your butt gets sued after there's some horrible, tragic accident. Right. And, you could have, and you could have put seatbelts yes, in. Yes, you could have put seatbelt in and avoided the whole thing completely. Just it's insanity. Oh, I love this story. I love this one. Uh, A a boy from Fullshear, Texas, wrote a letter to the police officer who pulled his mom over. Let us read it now. Dear Fullshear police officer, thank you for pulling my mom over because she deserved it because she took my phone away and I did not like it. And how she always brags about how good of a driver she is. And it just annoys me. And how that one time she got pulled over because she did not have her sticker on her window. And when she came home and told me, I just laughed. I know Senator Sarsour. Oh, man, that's fun. So although, the police posted that. Yeah, although I this kid gets too much older with this attitude. Yeah, and there's going to be a little mattress yeah, no in that no, household. And thank you for pulling her over because she took my phone away. Right. Yeah, she deserved it. That's true. He has a strong but misplaced sense of justice. For sure. Kid. Well, the education secretary tells Congress that schools should decide whether to report undocumented students to ICE. It should be on them. You're as cold as ice. 
Yeah, here's the, the problem. Uh, the argument is if the schools do inform ICE, first of all, I don't even know how school knows if someone is legal or illegal. They can't ask. But let's say they do report to ICE. Uh, the argument is it's in clear violation of a 1982 Supreme Court decision uh, that uh, said K-12 to schools, they can't deny access to public education uh, based on immigration status. I mean, right there. And, he, and the argument is, well, we're not stopping them from uh, an education. Well, if you report them to ICE, why are you doing that? It's because of the whole concept of deportation. It's And even if it is not about the students being deported, their parents, that's effectively the students being deported. What parent who's being deported is going to leave a fourth grader in school? They can't. So anyway, DeVos is DeVos. I mean, she is, I uh, wonder why the educational system hates her. A Border Patrol agent shot and killed a female migrant while uh, patrolling in Rio Bravo, Texas. Got a report of a activity in that town, responds to the scene, and the Border Patrol agent says that the people there started beating him up, uh, I think, with two-by-fours. And he shot. And he shot and uh, shot this woman right in the head. Right. They tried to give her CPR at the scene, but she died. And now, now uh, the FBI's looking into it. Right. Now, now uh, this is where witness statements always come in and how you can't believe witnesses, usually on either side. Uh, the cop said that they were beating me with two-by-fours. There is video that a woman took uh, after the fact, after the shooting. She's screaming in Spanish at the Border Patrol guy, why did you mistreat them? Why did you shoot the woman? You killed the woman. And then they they shot her in the head for running. They killed her. So according to the witness, this woman was just running away and was shot in the head. According to the Border Patrol agent, she was beating him up with a two by four or a group. I don't think they. He, I don't think they connected to the woman. They can this both woman. be true because right. maybe a group of people are beating him up, and, and he this shoots. woman runs away, and he fires yeah. the gun, and it hits her. Right. That's uh, that. This is why you need a video of the entire thing. And as he shoots, is there still liability because he is shooting to defend himself because his life is in danger, and he misses. And a woman is hit in the head. Therefore, he is liable. Because he should have been a good shot, I guess, while he was beaten up, uh, being beaten up by four people with two-by-fours. And so it, this, this is one of those. Of course, a lawsuit will be filed, and it's going to be days of testimony. Okay, uh, we're going to come back uh, for the last part of Handle on the News. And when you smile. KFI handle here. Okay. Breaking news, and it's huge. Uh, the president just pulled out of uh, the summit meeting with Kim Jong-un. So, obviously, we have to look into that. It is massive news. So, uh, the Trump-Kim summit will not happen. I'm seeing now there's a letter that President Trump sent to Kim, and he says... 
I'm paraphrasing parts of it here, uh, for the good of both parties, but to the detriment of the world. This is my decision. Trump says a meeting would be inappropriate after some recent angry and hostile statements by North Korea. Trump said Kim shouldn't hesitate to call or write if he changes his mind. Trump's letter ends. This missed opportunity is a truly sad moment in history. So the uh, how about the how about the last sentence of the first paragraph of this letter to Kim Jong Un? You talk about your nuclear capabilities, but ours are so massive and powerful that I pray to God they will never have to be used. We're back to we're 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 slipping back back into the two little children yelling at each other. So and there goes the Nobel Peace Prize for President Trump. So it's going to be limited to Kim Jong Un. Who is going to get the Nobel Peace Prize? Man. I doubt it. What about Moon? Moon and Moon and Un? Yeah, Moon. Actually, Moon deserves it more than anybody else. He's yeah. the one that re- is aggressively putting it all together. And he may have over. He may have spoken too quickly and and overspoken. Uh, that is, uh, a, a lot of people are saying that. Wait, you know, you really jumped the gun here. And it's so. Let's put this together. No surprise. We knew this over the last couple of days as the president was talking about uh, how he may pull out, how it may not happen, maybe it'll happen later. So now are we going back to square one, or is this a blip? I don't know. You've had North Korea, you know, warning of a nuclear showdown. You had him calling uh, president or Vice President Pence a dummy. I mean, he... <laughs> Oh, and then the president with uh, the rocket man, although they've stopped, they haven't done personal not attacks each on other. each other for uh, several months now. Yeah, and even in this letter, he calls him he, uh, Dear Mr. Chairman. You know, I mean, he's not, Rocket not throwing man. barbs right, in the He's not a little anyway. man. He's not the guy with a bad haircut. He's not the guy that Supercuts had to refund the money to. Wow. Come on, look at that. It, it, that haircut is astounding, isn't it? It's like 1985 called uh, and wants just, its haircut back. The only thing that, the only <laughs> missing is a mullet. You know, with the side uh, cut off, it would uh, the sides all shaved off. It's a great haircut. All right, let's actually do a couple more stories before uh, we bail out of here. All right, Facebook is its pilot program to cut down on revenge porn is going to roll out to more countries with a little bit of a revision. Tracky. Oh, hello, kid monster. You are ruining my song. Wow, I haven't heard the song. Revenge porn, of course, is, you know, when you have intimate or, you know, nude or even whatever photos of your ex and you put it out there. Well, now users will reach out to one of Facebook's partners and uh, they say that they'll get an online form requesting to submit revenge porn photos. Well, or it could so, be revenge porn. It's a little, I, I don't I, quite understand how this works. It's, they're producing photos that could be used no, here's in revenge what it is. porn. I, I don't it's really. A, it's, it's, I mean, I understand, I understand from the technological standpoint, what they're trying to do. But this is what it is. You don't want Marjorie getting mad at you and posting that sexy right. nude picture she took. Wow. So Facebook wants to help you make sure she can't. So here's what you have to do. You have to send that photo right. to Submit Facebook it. so they can hash hash it, basically give it an individual identifying code. And if that comes and back. And then if it gets posted, they can sense. immediately stop it. But you've okay. got to give them the thing that you don't want people to see. Yeah, and I just feel like that, ooh, like what could go wrong? Well, I'd rather have someone attempt to stop it with Facebook and uh, revenge porn. Uh, if some guy in, in some office in Switzerland is looking at uh, the photos, I mean, just has a good time or a small group of people, uh, 
I think it's I would do it. You would rather have you would rather know that a small group of people will right. see it for, to, in order to put this system in place so. than to risk having the world I think see so. it. I think so. I think so. All right. Uh, we are uh, finished with handle on the news late. Uh, no, early edition. And we're going to be talking about uh, Kim Jong-un a lot. And the president, it's over. The summit is gone. And then coming up, uh, another big decision yesterday, the NFL kneeling decision. And that one's a little complex. And I think, uh, to an extent, the future of uh, football is uh, at risk here. Not hugely, but I think there is, I think the future of football is going to be going, is going to skew. And I'll explain why. KFI AM 640.